0: back to the crossover podcast the show where you get comics pop culture and sports and get ready for some pop culture as we are talking netflix's love is blind season two joining me today uh when we talk reality tv you know i usually have jess brady on how you doing jess
1: i'm doing pretty well thanks how are you
0: oh i'm doing good great to have you back uh rounding up the trifecta craig needles how the heck are you craig
2: I am ready to talk about. Uh, I don't know if Love Is Blind is now my favorite like <laughs> non sports show, but it's high on my, my list. I'll tell you that much. It's the it's up there. Is probably still first, but it's this is pretty high up there for me.
0: It's it's up there. Too hot to handle is getting there for me too. I, I love Too Hot to Handle. I've watched every iteration of Too Hot to Handle, including like the Brazilian and Latino versions or whatever that they've put on. Uh, netflix i'm like yes please i want to see if they get crazier than (laughs) the rest i'm a little bit hesitant to do this uh one because i believe the last time the three of us got together to talk about love is blind season one i believe when the podcast ended the world as we know it uh ended pretty much from (laughs) that moment
2: on Uh, uh Yeah, because you and I, you said, "Hey, we should probably talk about doing a March Madness podcast this week." And I said, "I don't think there's going to be a March Madness because the NBA is is now canceled."
0: <laughs> and boy, you were uh, right;
2: <laughs> that wasn't even close
0: to happening. Yeah, yeah, last, yeah, like
2: so. I I weirdly
0: associate
2: Tom, I on that call. Tom Hanks also announced that he had the Rona. Is that not the case? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Tom Hanks and yeah, and yeah. Rudy so Gobert. It was, it, was, it was a busy time. It was a busy.
1: Time. Yeah. Almost exactly two years to the day, guys, because in before we started this call, in our call log, this tells you how often I use Skype, uh, all of our calls are in there, and <laughs> it was March 11th of 2020.
0: <laughs> wow, that was a bit, yeah. too, because I mean, I think the last time the three of us uh, were on a pod, I do, I do believe we did Tiger King. I, yes. I Yeah, I do believe we did Tiger King Season 1. We did not do Season 2 because, boy, that came and evaporated like a fart in the wind. That was <laughs> awful. I don't know if you guys Dane I to watch. watched
2: the first episode of Season it. 2. I watched the first episode, and I'm like, I don't need to see this. and that.
0: Was yeah, you, you made the right decision. There was only five, and they, they, they had nothing. They absolutely had nothing. I mean, it's just... I mean, Joe Exotic's in jail. Carol Baskins refused to participate in the show. and uh, they, they just... They had nothing. Just throwing a bunch of conspiracy theories about what might have happened to her husband. That was the only interesting episode they had. The rest was just like, can we get Joe Exato out of jail? No. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was pretty much it. But uh, we're not talking about Tiger King. We're talking about Love is Blind Season 2. Before we get into the specificities of this, I want to ask you guys... Um, and let's start with Jess. Do you feel like the focus on this one? Cause I felt like the focus on the first season was more like, can we actually find couples to get together and marry? And, and, uh, it felt like they were trying to outdo the bachelor where they were like, let's see if we can get like six weddings in one season, as opposed to the bachelor who, who gets like, who has like six total across 50 seasons or whatever. And, uh, this one, th- this season seemed let, uh, less, focused on that and more focused on, on, on drama, which I'm not complaining about. I'm, I'm just saying it was, it it seemed like they weren't out to prove that love is blind in the second season. To me, what was your take on this?
1: Ah, yeah, you know, I think it was very interesting. It To me, it felt like there was more of a focus on the relationships themselves and that extra drama, like you were saying. And, you know, does someone mind if they were the second choice in the second proposal? Uh, thinking of Jarrett and uh, Ayana specifically there, first of all. But yeah, it, it felt like it was less about the weddings and they were a bit more of an afterthought, to be quite honest. And it was the day-to-day uh, goings-on with the couples when they moved 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 in together when they got back from Mexico. I think it was Mexico they were in at that very lovely resort. But yeah, it definitely didn't have the same kind of focus on the weddings, I felt like. Even even the little lead up to it, like the dress shopping and the tuck shopping and the bachelorette and bachelor parties, which I'm sure we're gonna spend some time talking about what happened at Wrigley Field with Shane. My God. Uh, dude needs a little to work calm on down. swing. <laughs> oh my lord, he was. There's so much to, to delve into with that. I won't start there now, but yeah, it just felt like the weddings themselves were a bit of an afterthought because there was so much that went on in the initial.
0: Uh, what about you, Craig? Was your take on on the yeah was, it was it love actually a blind? <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: uh,
2: for starters, uh, I just want to mention one thing: the fact that they had the various clergy have to say is love blind Like <laughs> yeah. that's the after the first one said it i'm like all right wow. is the next guy gonna say it and, and when my wife and i were kind of looking at each other and, went, and as soon as he said the magic words it was like Wee's playhouse at our house <laughs> like <laughs> all right yeah <laughs> um But it it was a different feel, but that's okay. Like the fact that they kind of like, all right, we've, we've done this thing for season one, let's keep the concept, but alter sort of the way that we present this to the viewers for season two, I think is smart television because it was a little bit less predictable as far as the ebbs and flows of the show go. So I think that was a good move by the people who make the show.
1: Keeps us on our toes.
2: Exactly. Uh,
0: let's get into some of the couples here um, I I, I mean does anybody have any hot takes that they want to get off their chest uh, right away or let me just say Jess who was your favorite this season
1: oh that's tough <laughs> uh, I did really like uh, Jarrett and Ayanna and if I just forgot about how much he really wanted <laughs> to, to marry Mallory oh. then I could really you know believe in it <laughs> But did, I, I think they were probably one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, Ayana is a sweet treasure that it is too pure for this world. And Jared, I don't know. <laughs> I, I he ultimately, I think he's a good dude. But man, there were some some red flags with him. Specifically, you mentioned the Mallory, uh, the, the the fact that like, did you guys watch the reunion? Because Indeed, yes. they yes. absolutely Ayana had not seen that clip of him flat-out flirting with uh, Mallory and saying that you were my first choice and you should drop, uh, uh, what was it, Salvador, uh you should drop him and go out with me. And she was like, yeah, I really should. Sort of like inferring it and then uh like they showed that clip to her and it was clearly the first time ayana had ever seen that and it looked like she was digging her nails into his thighs a little bit there when that was happening because i was like yeah she had not seen that clip before and they definitely had a talk after that was after that (laughs) was that was shown to him because that was man that was a bomb what was your take on that craig
2: yeah. Yeah. That it feels like that's something that if if, if I were to hear it, knowing full well that the reunion show exists and this was being made for television, probably a conversation I would have had before that point. You know, like, OK, I'm sure this is likely to come up. I think I want to be the one to deliver the messaging here as opposed to her, her seeing it, say, randomly on Netflix, you know, yeah. something to think about.
0: He definitely went full Homer Simpson where he's like, I'll just hide in the coats and hope that this never comes <laughs> up or that somehow everything works out. <laughs> and, oh, God. That was, yeah. I,
2: th- that being said, Iana, I, 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 you're right. Absolutely wonderful. And I don't think Jared's a bad guy either. I just think that no. he has made a miscalculation here. Uh, there are some people on this show who I think are bad guys, but Jared is not one of those people.
1: Yeah, I yeah. agree. I like Jared. I do.
2: Where Where do
0: you stand on... Well, while we're in, in this relationship, where do you guys stand on the keeping of gifts from exes? Because that was a topic that came up <laughs> b- between these two. How do you feel about that, Jess? Let's get the female perspective on this. <laughs>
1: I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I this is this is the cigar box, no, the watch box, right? Yeah, Where yeah. Like engraved with his etched with his initials or whatever. I I had no problem with that. Like it's a clearly a personalized gift for him. He's still making use of it. It doesn't really bother me that much um, personally, but I can understand perhaps why. Uh, It might bother others. I think it maybe depends on the person, the former partner, and what kind of a connection still exists, because ultimately it's just an item. And that argument could go both ways. Someone could say, it's just an item, get rid of it. And someone could say, it's just an item, why do I have to get rid of it? So I think it's probably personal preference. I don't mind so much, so long as there's really nothing else behind it. It's a practical item for him. It holds his watches. I, I wouldn't have read too much into it, but that's just me.
0: Yeah, I, I think I, I think I could I completely agree with you. It's it's just like I mean for me like once it's over it's over and then I I, I guess it depends on the gift a little bit, but this yeah. wasn't this wasn't like a, a shirt, you know. This was a <laughs> this was a a very expensive watch case that had yeah. his initials carved into it. You don't just you, you you don't just chuck something like that out when the relationship is over, right? Like that was yeah. That was a nice little that was a nice little gift there. I, I don't know if it was it was if it's stuff like that where it's extremely personal. I think you got to keep it. I don't know. What was your take on that, Craig?
2: Well, I, I oddly this came up when a conversation with Jess, completely unrelated to this, earlier in the day, where I'm kind of the wrong person to ask about this, only because <laughs> I've been in a relate like the last time I was not in a relationship. The number one song on Billboard Hot 100 was crazy in love by Beyonce. So <laughs> a little, That's bit. A little uh, bit back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A little bit back. Uh, that being said, uh, I don't, it, it depends on a variety of things. One, the type of gift it is in this case, mm-hmm. customized cigar box. You're keeping that Two. Like Jess said, the connection still exists with the person. If this is someone that you still see all the time, or whatever it happens to be, this is a Ross and Rachel situation. And Emily was like, "Toss that gift Rachel gave you." I mm-hmm. would understand where Emily was coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ross sucks, though. Uh, and further- <laughs> sure does. Sure, this is, a, this is an anti-Ross <laughs> podcast for sure. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah. We're against Ross here. Uh, furthermore, uh, it just depends on the type of relationship you have. And I think like, clearly it's like moving very aggressively to get married after not seeing someone in person, but it's somehow even more aggressive for me to say, Oh, you're in this relationship with someone that you hadn't seen uh, uh, in person or hadn't seen at all until you met them on this random reality show. So you should toss a bunch of stuff from your ex because this has happened. I I, I have a very hard time with that. So I'm okay with Jarrett keeping the box. (laughs)
0: While we're on the subject of items, Kyle giving Shayna his mother's wedding ring that he had to steal. Or, or like, he inferred that he nipped it when she had her back turned. And gave it to this woman who, when that happened, I, I, like, my spirit left my body when he said that. Where he's like, I'm giving you my mother's wedding ring and I, and he obviously didn't ask her for it and stole it because he knew she wouldn't have approved and then the fact that they had the conversation about religion and it was clearly very important to Shayna which is fine but it was not important to Kyle which is also fine but it is that like that is a huge like like you have to be, yeah you have to be aligned on that sort of thing in a relationship right that is not yeah. like oh i don't like all dress chips you know like or <laughs> or whatever that is like this this is a thing that you you got to take care of oh my god it's not, he, it's
2: not cheese right Jess it's not cheese yeah
1: <laughs> are you not a cheese, cheese fan Jess oh no i no. love cheese
2: okay he's I, he's I
1: referencing it's other things but
3: fair yeah. <laughs>
1: Cheese can be a very divisive topic, believe yeah. it or not, uh, as can pulp. But uh, you know, these are these are just like OJ pulp. I mean, um, uh, I it it is it that, is yeah. a weird thing. But you're right, uh, Pierce, because it really does have to be something that you have to come to an agreement on. Either that you're on the same page in that it matters or you're on the same page that you are each happy to have your own beliefs, and you're not going to worry about it. But in this case, Shayna is very committed to her faith, and that's, as you said, totally fine. Uh, but she felt that she needs in her partner someone who shares that. And so it felt like there was a lot of you know, trepidation from Shayna's perspective, almost from the get-go, uh, even when they met each other in the hallway as they revealed their physical forms for the first time. And she straight up was like I don't know if this is going to work and Kyle really was trying to convince her from the start that hey let's give it a try so I think there's fault on both sides and Shayna talked about that at the reunion show saying that she should have just, you know, stuck to her guns, trusted her gut and said no dice. But also Kyle shouldn't have been so uh, persistent in trying to convince her to do something she clearly wasn't into. And that's that's hard because if you want something to work, it's very easy to really go overboard and, and try and make someone else into it. But ultimately, why would you want to convince someone to be with you? And that's that's a, a lesson everybody learns in their own time. And Kyle and Shayna learned it on this one.
0: Yeah, she, she, when they they were the first uh, ones in this in the history of this show, we haven't had we we haven't we're yet to have the moment where when they do the reveal of what they look like, someone just goes, oh shit, I've made a huge mistake, sort of a thing, right? But Shayna, I think, came the closest because she was clearly not a fan of how short Kyle was and the fact that he is 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 a short king, um, but I thought that their the hardest I cringed was when he asked her to marry him with the mother's with his mother's wedding ring that he stole, knowing that this was not going to work out because that religion thing, I'm just like, yeah, that's not going to work out. But the hardest I laughed in this season was the introduction of one of the greatest mothers in the history of reality TV, which was <laughs> Shayna's mother, who just... When she found out Kyle was not religious, she just immediately put it in shutdown mode and was just like... And then basically looked right into the ITM and was just like, yeah, this isn't going to work. No chance. <laughs> like, no chance this works because... Oh, God.
1: Uh, I I got to jump in here, too, and just reference yeah. a little bit about that parental meet and greet. And when Kyle... Because Shayna was like, oh, are you nervous? And Kyle was like, nah, I'm I'm never nervous meeting families. Families love me, no problem. Parents love me. And my initial reaction, and Craig can vouch for this, I texted him and I was like, big mistake. Never go into something thinking, this will be fine, because you shouldn't be so comfortable. You should always be a little bit nervous. And even if you're a very self-assured person, if you're going into a, an, an atmosphere or an environment where you're meeting like your partner, or your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, their their family for the first time,
3: be a little
1: nervous. At least tell them you're a little nervous, because to me that shows that you care and you want to make a good impression, Someone who's too self-assured. I'm like, what's the matter here? You and, and then look what happened. The parents were not happy. The family was not happy. He jinxed himself.
0: Yeah, and he he got grilled. I think the hardest because his brothers, the, the the one brother that Shana had, just he was he was very persistent in terms yeah. of attempting to sabotage it with uh, a, a very suspicious line of questioning that he he had going. It was oh, it was a disaster. But like the mother's reaction fight. made
2: me laugh. You have nothing to do but talk when Mm -hmm. you are in uh, in the pods, right? You have nothing to do but converse. I just don't understand. Like, from Kyle's perspective, I sort of get it because how is he supposed to know this is going to be this incredibly important thing for Shayna? I just don't understand how Shayna was not like, oh, by the way, if you are not religious, this is simply going to be dead on arrival. Yeah. Why was that not part of the conversation? So we'll get to other sort of heel moments from Shayna, of which there were many. <laughs> uh, but that was just a, a poor choice to not explicitly say to Kyle, listen, this is the situation here. Um, because and, and I I don't think they would have edited it out either because Kyle seemed to be genuinely surprised by the way things were uh, things were playing out, you know? Uh, so I think that they, w- if, if she had said that, um, he wouldn't have reacted the way that he did.
0: Yeah. He, he wasn't the most perceptive dude because well, a, he asked her to marry her in the first place after she, I mean, yeah, you're right, Craig. She didn't come out and explicitly say that, listen, if you're not, uh, you know, if you, if you don't have faith or you're an atheist like you, this is just simply not going to work. Cause it's very important to me that, and that's a real thing that happens in real life with people. And, he still persisted and even though like it took her like he asked her to marry him and it took her like a full minute to say yes <laughs> that which you know might have been a red flag at the time but it, the, the fact that the fact that she was looking for any excuse wearing the wedding ring on her thumb and stuff like oh. that which is just like a full carrie bradshaw type move and uh <laughs> it, it just man it it, it there were so many moments where that guy could have bailed and he just for whatever reason either wasn't perci- like perceptive enough to to realize I need to get out of here or he just so badly was like I can make this work I swear I can do this like I don't know it just oh just didn't end up didn't didn't end up working
1: I think it was a lot of that from both of them. They they wanted it to work, whether that be for a legitimate relationship's sake or, you know, obviously you're on this show and you want to continue on with it because that's, you know, you're invested in the process. But I really do think that that kind of mimics a lot of relationships in life. People sometimes stay in things a lot longer than they should because they think, oh, I can make this work or we can overlook these these differences. It's not that big a deal. But as time goes on, people come to realize that, you know what, these are massive issues that we need to deal with. And if we can't sort them out – well, then we need to go our separate ways. And and so I think what happened with them was kind of like, you know, a really good representation of what happens with a lot of people in their relationships. They just had it all condensed into a span of what, six weeks in total. So it was just kind of, we got to witness the implosion. <laughs> Whereas for most people it's, you know, covered up behind uh, gushy Instagram posts that don't really reflect reality. No. So Kyle and Shana, thanks guys. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh lord. Uh speaking of Instagram, uh Shake and Shayna, boy, they're just embracing the villain role, aren't they? On their their Instagrams. They're just going like, I saw the photo that Sh- uh Shake posted on his Instagram where he he had Shayna on his shoulders, and no. I'm just like, "Oh, this guy, this fucking guy." <laughs> like just um Deep T and Shake Shake um I don't think he quite took the reality TV villain crown or at least the Love is Blind villain crown from Jessica in season 1
3: oh, Or
0: maybe I, don't know
2: if he, I disagree or, or
0: maybe he did maybe he did I don't know I I just I mean recency bias is a heck of a thing but like <laughs> like but man Shake just in uh, like I thought he was excellent TV in terms of he was a pretty awful person, but it worked for a reality TV show. But man, what a douche! <laughs> Just an absolute douche, Craig. Here's, your shake takes
2: here's how you know uh, here, here for starters. Here are my shake takes. I've got more Shayna takes, which we'll get back to. I think when we discuss yeah for sure uh, the other couples. Uh, here's the first red flag with Shake You don't even have to watch the show. You don't have to watch the show. On the Love is Blind website, they have the occupation listed for all these people, right? Mm. And for most of these folks, it's normal, reasonable occupations. Shane, realtor. Oh, okay. Mm. Mallory, communications manager. Shana, hairstylist. Shake, veterinarian. Oh, that's normal. Slash house DJ. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. Give it up, you're, man. You're Yeah, you're a veterinarian and a house DJ on the side. And you, a veterinarian, someone who had to go to school to become a veterinarian, felt (laughs) it was important enough to tell the love is blind people that you're also a house DJ, that that's going to be on there too. You couldn't have just said veterinarian. I feel as though that's something that uh, elicited the red flag emoji for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember saying to Jess at one point when I was watching the show, uh, maybe i kind of like shake now but i'll regret this and jess had watched more of the show than i had at that point and she knew yeah <laughs> She knew that i was going to regret it yeah <laughs> and i did well he,
0: well he has that one moment where you think he's going to make a face turn when he actually when he first sees deep tea right and he yeah. like reacts and he does that thing where where uh he touched her feet instead of the other way around which is a, a big thing in and indian he, culture he
2: touched- Touched other parts
0: of her too, but yeah. Fair. Oh, yeah. Oh, he went for two full scoops of raisins in that moment for sure. But, uh, like, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> although in his defense, he warned that he was going to do that. And that'll be the last part, like, that'll be the one and only time I defend Shake in, in this moment. Is he did warn <laughs> that he would be going in for two scoops, uh, uh, the second he saw her. And he did. But just like, man, like the moment he was in the pods, just the, 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 Weasily loopholey questions of how he was figuring out how, uh, you know, whether some of the girls might have been uh, not necessarily as physically fit as he would have liked with his, like... Hold on. Uh,
1: Hold on. Uh, we're going to change up that terminology. We're going to say they're in larger bodies. Because you don't know. Some of those girls could run marathons or do true. all sorts of things. Do not equate size with fitness. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. But, yeah, but just, man, with his, like, do you go to the gym? Because I like to go to the gym, and I need someone who goes to the gym with me. Do you go to the gym? Sort of like thing. Oh, uh, if we go to a concert, could I pick you up on my shoulders? And there was one girl who was like, oh, yeah, no, I absolutely hate going to the gym. And I, I I was upset that was the only part we saw of her. I was like, let's get more of this girl for sure. Right? Jeez, she seems so to know awesome. what's up. Yeah, she knows what's up. Oh, man. But just the... the... I
2: screamed. F you at my television when he th- said the thing about pick you up at a concert. Like, God oh. damn it.
0: Yeah. I just,
2: and, I... Well,
0: I mean, the, the angriest I got at Shake, I think, was when Deep T, who was my favorite person of this season. I'll just come out and say that. I, I just... I was mind-boggled that she went as far as she did with Shake, when I'm clearly going like, this woman is incredible. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is she doing with this knob? And then... And, and like... The thing that uh, was a little bit of a spoiler alert from Netflix is the the like when you go to click on on Love Is Blind season two on your Netflix thing. Did you guys notice that the like the the title card was yeah. um, Deep T in full wedding garb? And I was like, oh jeez, I guess she's gonna get married to Shay. Jesus, that's awful. But but then- just- yeah, an absolute boss move of her being like, no. And then she went full uh, Kelly from 90210, Crack when she said, I choose me. And I was like, literally in my, I was on my couch going, who, 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 Like, when she not only made the 90210 reference, but made the right decision. Which led yeah. to the all-time... When
2: said that, I said to my wife, Kelly Taylor! Like, yeah, I, Kelly I, Taylor, I yeah,
0: it. yeah, yeah. For sure. Wait, she said, I choose me. And then Shake had, like, the worst thing of, like, I'm gonna be fine. I got reservations at Nobu tomorrow. And I'm just like, God, what a
3: douche
0: <laughs>
1: like, he's just the worst there's so much that i was like oh. so proud of deepti for but one of my favorite moments from that whole kiss off and see you later uh shake situation was when Dee was walking back down the aisle after telling him to get out of town and one of her bridesmaids was clapping
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and
1: she was like yes <laughs> And when the bridal party is not on board, you know that that is a situation. So good on Deep D, Good on her bridal party for knowing what was up also. And yeah, like total, total boss move. And she did what she needed needed to do. And I'm so proud of her.
0: Apparently that was a big thing uh, that we didn't see off camera. But I've, I've heard about it in some other podcasts that uh, everybody else was secretly saying, like, we're talking everybody like Jarrett, Shane, Ayana, Danielle, the whole shebangabang. We're all just secretly going like, yeah, don't marry Shake. Don't, don't oh do it. God. Don't, don't do it. Whatever you do, it, don't do it. Well, cause like Shake was confided whenever they would have the group, you know, the, the, yeah. like during like the bachelor party and some of the other uh, sessions where it was just the guys talking or whatever they would, you know, he, he. Was saying like, I don't know, man, I don't feel that physical attraction. And she, he, she reminds me of her aunt or, or, or sorry, of my aunt, which is like somewhat deplorable. And it it just, man. And then like, I don't know. The funniest shake moment to me was the fact that he said he would have gone through it if she said yes. And then when she said no. The relief on his face that she said no because he didn't want to do it, but he also didn't want to be the guy to not do it. So, like, I, I, man, that was, that was something else. Just, and then his performance at the, at the reunion special was, was just, uh, just appalling. Absolutely appalling. Attacking everybody. I I
2: think I, I swore at Shake several times during that show. Uh, I did. Was he like, did, can we borrow a term from The Bachelor for a second? Is it possible that Shake was not there for the right reasons? Like, no, no I, I think, this yeah, to become a, super, a social media. Is, is, is it possible that he became a just did this to become a social media villain? And that's why we got the pictures of him and Shayna hanging out. All right, we're the two villains of this show, and everyone's gonna be mad. There's gonna be mm-hmm. all these comments on this post, and I can turn this into however people make money on social media, like, like. That's 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 my that's my shake theory is that he was there in order to be, like he was becoming a villain on purpose, not by mistake. Yeah,
1: yeah. We- I think that's a very likely scenario, because as everyone asked him in the reunion special, even uh, Vanessa Lachey oh, tore
0: like, a strip off.
1: It was so Dude. glorious. But yeah, it's like, what are you doing here? Why did you come on this show when you know very clearly that you as a person in your current uh, you know level of maturity? are not here for this kind of thing. You are not gonna be able to do this in the way that it's intended to be done. And yet you're here. And he comes up with that lame line of, Why can't love be blurry? Because <laughs> like, that's not the name of this show. You yeah. and as Nick Cliche said, call up Netflix, get them to do a different one. But like this is this is the premise of the show. And it's it's disingenuous to go in with that mindset. But here we are talking about him, and as you guys noted, he's capitalizing on it. So, you know, is he smart? Is he awful? Maybe he's both.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah, I, I mean Jared. I'm pretty sure Jared actually said the phrase uh, "You're not here for the right reasons" mm-hmm. at the at the to to shake, which I in, in my set was like, "Oh my God, can they even say that? How is the Bachelor not like the Bachelor should, is going to sue somebody?" I remember <laughs> thinking to you myself,
2: "Not trademark that phrase."
0: Yeah. yeah, like remember when Trump tried to uh, trademark "You're fired" and then it led to him <laughs> fighting <laughs> Vince McMahon at that one WrestleMania <laughs> because it was like he's like You can't do that. I, I was like, "Oh my God, how is this going to lead to some sort of?" of bachelor love is blind rumble at some point <laughs> <But that> is, <laughs> couldn't believe they said that but yeah i mean we can talk about the lachey's for a little bit since we uh brought them up boy they did not get nearly as much screen time this season
3: Nah,
0: and i don't know uh, if they're fully necessary but man vanessa lachey absolutely brought it in the reunion special in a way that i don't think i've ever seen in reality tv reunion specials that i've seen over the years because the, the host, host are you, is just like yeah The the host is just set dressing. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. You never saw Chris Harrison, like, you know, fully go after somebody certainly not the White House guess uh. yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah like, yeah Chris Harrison's never gone out for anybody and and Jesse Palmer we just had in in uh, do the women tell-all and the women tell all that like this was one of the craziest women tell-alls in bachelor history this most recent one and and it was not a good one for Jesse to warm up on I'll say that because the women were like fighting with each other constantly and he was trying to get a rap and but like he just he doesn't have the reps in yet to to uh, to host something like that, and it got off the hinges a little bit at the at the the woman tell-all. But, I'll tell all, but
1: yeah, what, I mean I have moderated political debates. I would never mm. try to do a bachelor or <laughs> his blind reunion special no. and try and moderate that nonsense. No way. Uh. Uh-uh. uh
0: <laughs> No, not not against people with no shame for sure, right? Uh, Craig, where are you take on those shades this year?
2: Uh, we, I don't know if we need the laches. Like you need a professional host for reunion shows. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know how much you need a host host for this particular format of show. No. And maybe, maybe I'm wrong. And and, as as, as we looked at it with the bachelor and here's the thing, like uh, Chris Harrison deserved to go when he went, that's on him. Yeah. Uh, but, uh the show does miss having a professional host, or at least did miss having the professional host in the seasons. I watched in the post Harrison era. I'm not sure how Jesse Palmer has done, but it did miss having a professional host and maybe Palmer has brought some of that. Uh, so having a professional host is is okay. Do you need to have two professional hosts? Does one of them need to have been in 98 degrees? These are the (laughs) things we can debate. So I I guess that that this is something. And and fair enough. Uh, and here's the thing this is a reality show that came out of nowhere so maybe it was a situation where hey let's just get someone who like has some level of notoriety just to, to, to help us launch this particular franchise and it's definitely worked out for them uh but yeah i just don't know if we necessarily need the laches, but we definitely needed them during the the reunion show because you've got to have someone to sort of keep the keep it all going right yeah i'm curious to see because i think
0: I, I I in season one they were it felt like they were at least in most of the episodes. They weren't getting a lot of uh, runtime, but they were in most of the episodes. Mm-hmm. This one, they were in the opening segment where they in, where they reintroduced the show, and they were like, you know, Love is Blind season two, and then we never saw them again until the reunion special. And I was like, oh yeah, these two. And then, but Vanessa Lachey brought it enough during the uh, during the the reunion special that I'm like, okay, we at least keep these two around to do that if she is gonna see the villain of the show and just tear a strip off them like she did and and that yeah yeah just keep that stuff going i would say as, as opposed to necessarily i'm I'm interested to see how that how much screen time they get during this uh spinoff that they have uh coming up next month which uh i imagine that you two will also be watching ultimatum i am very interested to see how that goes down uh but yeah i guess they're gonna be hosting that so i don't know if they're just gonna be like netflix's uh like they're, they're hosts of their like big tentpole reality TV shows that they're going to be doing. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, let's talk about one of the couples that actually made it and got married. Um, Danielle and Nick. Um, I, at, at a certain point I was thinking to myself, I don't think any of these couples are going to get married. I'd say right around episode six or seven, I'm like, none of these couples are going to get married and none of these couples should get married. And, <laughs> Danielle and Nick, who are still together, apparently, I got to say, I'm a little bit surprised on that, uh, about that based on the sheer amount of fighting that they did throughout the show and not just fighting, but fighting over stuff that just doesn't fucking matter whatsoever. It's, it's, I, man, I, I don't know. Uh, Craig, where were your, uh, how do you feel about Danielle and Nick as
2: a couple? Uh, I, I love Danielle. I, th- I know that she's a little can be a little rough yeah. around the edges. And she there were some things on the show that I was like, oh, I don't know about this. But I thought she was fun. Nick was mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, Danielle's mom was great. I loved it. Yeah, mom. she was great. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> a lot of great parents on this season of Love is Blind, I must say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Danielle's mom's great. Uh, you know, it, it, and good for them. And, and if they're still going strong, they've been apparently been married. Like June 2021 was when they shot that wedding. So mm-hmm. they're closing in on a year. If they're still together, great for them, and I'm happy for them. Uh, I will say that when they got married, I wasn't necessarily shocked, and I wasn't uh, uh, horrified either. If some of the other couples got married, I would have been pretty upset, but this was not uh, this is not uh, a horrible life-rooting decision, obviously, for them, and that was good. So uh, good for them, and I hope they continue to be happy together.
3: Yeah.
0: I'll tell you, I was shocked at the amount of sweat that Nick had going on at their wedding. Good oh, lord. I,
3: bless his heart, I felt yeah, so I bad for him. I did,
0: As a guy who sweats too, I was just like, this poor guy, my God, <laughs> just threw the nice suit and everything, and it was just like, God. <laughs> uh, I'll uh, tell you this. That was good. You I'll tell right you
1: October's this. You.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sure was.
1: <laughs> those outdoor weddings, man. They the, just seeing them in general, if you are not under some kind of legit shade, do not do it. And I am fully against out in the middle of the of the sunshine uh, for those weddings. Like, don't don't do it. Do not. As a girl who sweats, there's no way I'm setting myself up for that kind of nonsense <laughs> in the cold. Let's go. We're not doing this or inside. Like, good Lord. But yeah, like to to your point, Craig, about uh, Nick and Danielle they were two of like the most committed and continuously committed to each other through the whole thing. And they didn't show us a moment of wobbling over one person or the other, whether they got married to each other, it wasn't going to come down to another person being in the background with those two. And I'm glad that they ended up going through with it. I do hope that they're okay. And that, you know, they work through the issues that they may have had. And it sounds like they're doing that from their little recap of, of how they're kind of meshing their lives together now. But, yeah, it was – what did you make of his all-natural toothpaste? That was one of the burning questions that I wanted to ask you guys.
0: <laughs> I don't
1: – yeah, I, I don't – I was
2: fundamentally opposed. <laughs> yeah.
1: I like my Sensodyne, so I wouldn't be going the uh, toothpaste route with Nick there. But, uh, you know.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't I, – I mean – I, I didn't, that, that would have been a red flag for me. I would have been like, what are you doing? Like, and then you carry this around and it's very, this is app, this is post COVID too, right? That he's doing this. And I'm just yeah. like, I mean, uh, yeah, that, that was a red flag for me for sure. Is the, 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 <laughs> the, the homemade toothpaste or whatever, I guess it's somewhat more tolerable. Cause I've heard of people who do homemade deodorant, sort yeah. of thing and I'm like okay that's much more homemade toothpaste you can at least look up a recipe to somehow get like you know the, the consistency and, and do what toothpaste is supposed to do but I'm like I'm sorry deodorant has got to be professionally done but like <laughs> I, I guess I could talk myself into self made toothpaste but I would and then slowly attempt to wean this person off of it <laughs> like don't you understand how much easier it is to just spend two bucks on a tube <laughs> right
1: <Like>, it's just <laughs>
0: That, that was something. Um, I just, I didn't think they were going to, like, I Jess, you're right that these two, it was these two from the beginning and they didn't have any other side conquests or, or anything in, in their way. It was just them from the beginning, which is good. But man, they they fought so much over, yeah. over stuff that didn't matter that I was just like, you can't, like they, like, there was so much sweating, no pun intended, but there was so much yeah. sweating of the small stuff with these two that I was just like, you can't. Keep that going forever, yeah. like it's just, you burn
1: out it's it's exhausting yeah. if you're constantly fighting, right that's that's no good yeah. and I, you I do have to wonder because like they talked about this, I think too, during the reunion episode, how much of the issues that they faced were magnified because of the timeline that they were working with, and I think was it Danielle who said, you know, who knows if we would have gotten married? if it had not been because of, you know, the compressed timeline, and I think there was some squabble over, you know, whether between the two of them of, of you know, oh well, do you think that we shouldn't be married then if, if you don't think this would happen otherwise? But you know, like this is, they're dealing with a high pressure situation where everything feels way more important than it is. So even small disagreements get blown up out of proportion. And uh, yeah, I I hope that you know they've been able to calm that down a little bit now that the pressure is off. But yeah, certainly it did look a little uncertain. And Craig and I had a few conversations about those two as we were going through watching everything. But yeah, it was it was volatile to say the least.
2: Yeah, was, where do we stand? And Jess and I disagreed on this. Where do we stand on her having the rock band? Or maybe it was my my wife Stacy and I. One no, there was a disagreement somewhere. On, right, you did yes. Uh, on hey the rock band drums are out at my house and you're 29 years old I uh, thought that i I, I understood Nick Nick's concern about that put it that are way you kidding
1: me I still can't believe that you feel that way <laughs> I
3: don't know. like really it's like
0: yeah i don't know like this maybe was I'm, a video game I'm... right I must have missed this scene this is the video game rock band or actual yeah, they rock went to band Daniel's she had
1: apartment and he was kind of looking around. This was when he saw the table that had the crack in it from from somebody getting up and dancing on it or whatever. And yeah. by her entertainment console, there was the drum kit for Rock Band, the, the video game. Okay. And so Craig has this hot take where he thinks that that shouldn't be in her apartment. <laughs>
3: yeah. See, Let, her just no, no, no. Let me finish
1: this. What if she can't mm-hmm. hide it anywhere else? She's got a small apartment, and her closet is full of costumes. So where else is she yeah.
2: supposed
1: to put it? Like, you That's
2: the point about the costumes. Yeah, I she really, was a really costume really girl, which, you know, I, I like people who
0: like to have fun. I I, I, I can't even remember. It's just, man, that, that rock band, that that stuff came and went, right? That was a lot of fun from, like, 2007 to 2009. So it's, <laughs> like, it's a little strange that it... it that she still had it, I guess, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't think a, I would
2: have, and obviously it's not a deal breaker for Nick. No. What I'm saying was, if I was, if I was, like, you know, I'm, I'm 36, just like Nick was during that, uh, during the shooting of that show. And if I were a yeah. single guy and I was, you know, this, this woman and I go in like, oh, there's the rock band drums. I'm like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. You got right. at least put it, in the closet or something. Yeah, I I got uh, agree with that's, But that's you don't have to so get rid of cuz get rid of is a bit dictatorial.
2: But... No, I would I would never say get rid of your video game. That's ridiculous. It's just like, you know, yeah. That, that, like, you know, if you had like maybe it's maybe maybe I'm being ridiculous, but if it was oh. like, you know, aid version of NBA Jam like, oh, that's decorative. But this is <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. You better take a look at what your priorities are, which is hilarious because out of everyone I know, Craig, I thought you would have appreciated a game where yeah. people were basically doing karaoke with their friends and having a fake rock band. Because yeah, I guess if I'm he...
2: not against the game, I want to be you... clear. I have no issue with the game. It yeah. Stuns me it's that just, you. Have I, a I get. I get why he had some issues with the decor. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I get, I, I think I agree with you, Craig, but ultimately, I, I'm thinking, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, what are we doing here? Because, like, what's really the difference? Let's, ultimately, what's the difference between having your rock band guitar out and, like, owning and having, like, a foosball table or something exactly. like that? What's ultimately the difference, right? Yeah. So, uh, that's something. But, you know, definitely, definitely, like, not to support capitalism, but buy toothpaste with, you know, a, a, a buy a brand name toothpaste, buy an off brand name toothpaste if it makes you feel better, but get it in a tube form. It's my point.
2: Supporting supporting medical innovation is uh, is completely fine with me, no matter what sort of uh, economic <laughs> we decide on here. So that's that's okay.
0: Okay. Do we have do we have any Mallory and Salvador takes before we get to the main event that is the uh, Natalie Shane? Shana love triangle. I, I don't like. Yeah, not not
2: much, not much there. Up to, no. Like, uh, yeah, I don't take or, or 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 Salvador takes Jess.
0: Um, like, Salvador should give up the singing. That's about my only my only take. Like, like, <laughs> don't quit your day job, bud. With the uh, with the opera singing, I'm sure. I'm sure that uh, that he is a a much better whatever it is that he does. Then he is an opera singer executive <laughs> assistant sure, do that, bud <laughs> uh,
1: i I didn't mind some of the singing. Some of the singing wasn't bad, mm-hmm. but um <laughs> it's hard to perform on TV. maybe he was under pressure, I don't know.
0: Fair. Um. <laughs> and who am I to cast? Who am I to throw stones? I can't fucking sing. So like, who am I'm I to, to cast really stones? Give
1: everybody the benefit
3: of the doubt. <laughs> yeah,
0: launching launching boulders from my glass house here.
3: So, like, uh,
0: like, yeah, there wasn't much here. It was basically to me the most telling thing of their relationship was when Sal and Mallory sat down with Mallory's sister, and Mallory just was like yeah you don't love this guy so i'm not even going to put in a, a modicum of effort of getting to know this guy cuz you clearly don't like this guy right and so like so i'm i'm going to i'm not going to be rude to salvador while we're sitting here but i'm definitely not going to uh you know put in an iota of effort because you clearly don't like him you're going to say no you're going to tell me this secretly when we're off camera right <laughs> and then that's going to be that and the only thing they had that might have been a bit of Uh, Interesting was like Salvador had allegedly had like an ex show up at his sister's house or something, but they refused to dig into that whatsoever. Yeah. I wanted to bring that
1: up as like my one thing about them where I was kind of like, well, what's the whole truth on that end? Because it reminded me very much of Bachelors seasons past where someone finds out that they've joined the show and they've got a a boyfriend or a girlfriend at home that they've just kind of ghosted literally and and gone to uh, sign up on the show. So I kind of had to wonder at the same time, like, hey, what? what's going on here, you know, like, I I don't know, like, it's and I thought it was interesting, too, that they mentioned what the production people told them, you know, they were waiting for quite some time to actually start filming for the show. And they tell them, don't put your lives on hold. Well, if you're going on a show to meet, hopefully the love of your life, (laughs) maybe you should kind of take a little break before jumping into that in the dating pool, you know, I don't know, I don't know, to each their own, I suppose people have different priorities.
0: Yeah. And there, there was kind of, they had a moment like that on the recent season of bachelorette where, uh, which led to probably the best moment of the season and Jesse Palmer's best moment where, uh, one of the girls won a group date rose. And then the, and then Clayton found out that she had a guy she'd been DMing with or texting with, or like a, basically a booty call guy that, uh, was like, can't wait till you get off this show or whatever. <laughs> and then Ooh. he had a conver- he had a conversation with Jesse Palmer, and Jesse was like, "Am I allowed?" Or Clayton goes, "Am I allowed to take back the rose?" And <laughs> Jesse Palmer goes. You could like Jesse Palmer, fully knowing that the that the Bachelor producers will not question him on this. Goes, you can do whatever you want, Clayton, <laughs> knowing that if he does, they're, that they're gonna that the producers are gonna be like double
2: thumbs up too. <laughs> 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 to.
0: To Jesse Palmer, oh, it was great, but
2: uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm sure Jesse was very secure in that moment
0: of making. That yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah it
2: sounds pretty good. Okay, yeah, okay, you go ahead and do that.
0: Yeah, that was not a rogue decision whatsoever. Um. Let us discuss. Let's get into it. We've been dancing around it. Shane and Natalie and and Shayna, um, Shane. I mean, the lost Gary Busey, Busey cousin or whatever. Man, <laughs> that that dude. I swear, he's got to have. He's got to be like some Busey, like second cousin twice removed or something. Uh, just a wild, almost unhinged. Barely able to keep it together, manic energy that, that it just, I, I couldn't believe him and Natalie went as far as they did. Cause I know opposites attract, but this was some kind of like, the, the, oh, man, I, I didn't even.
1: Yeah. I think he it is volatile.
0: To... Volatile is the word I would use.
1: I think it speaks to like the magic of the pods, if you will, where You know, if you get to know somebody in that kind of isolation, and you do become a little bit infatuated with each other by all accounts. And so I think when you are in that kind of environment where everything is blocked out, people who might not normally come together in the real world, like outside of the pods, they do find a way of kind of Getting together and then as we saw play out there are some real big real world differences and yeah I think that's that's probably part of it like the magic of the pods of of kind of putting that uh, you know the outside out of mind out literally out of sight out of mind. And then just creating pathways for those types of connections. But, yeah, it was it was very different. Just their personal styles. Like, and even as Shane would point out multiple times through the series, he really thrives on those words of affirmation. And Natalie is a little bit more um, conservative with that. And she's not as... Type A? Yeah. <laughs> not as vocal, you know. <laughs> so just seeing those differences play out, it was quite something.
0: Just an... Just in- Absolute tour de force performance by Shane. I think in the pods, like the uh, like getting in the getting in the pod with Shayna and then being like, "What are you wearing? Crop top? Oh man, crop top. Oh, I can't believe." It. And like the and like him biting his like little notebook and stuff. I'm like, "Oh my god, How
1: old was he like, ugh.
0: just absolute frat boy douche energy from this grown ass man and." The scene where he got in the pod with Natalie and called her Shayna. They will have, it will be, I it will be several seasons before we get a scene that delicious, I guess, for lack of a better term, in terms of what happened in the pods. Because, I mean, when he went into the pod and called Natalie Shayna. And then his reaction of just like putting his head in his hands and then just melting the words "fuck." <laughs> that, like it'll be a while before we get a moment as great as that within the pods. And then he somehow managed to flip it on her, Craig. And like it just, oh, it's bad. What, what did you make of that that particular moment?
2: Uh, it was. It was. And here's the thing. I understand how that might happen. Because, like, you're getting to know people in the pod, and you can't see them. So it's hard to, like, you know, I get how the sound of someone's voice may sound similar to somebody else's. So, like, that, to me, was obviously a screw-up, but not the end of the world. I will say this. Uh, I thought Natalie was perhaps my favorite uh, person, perhaps other than Deep T, who was on the show. I thought she was wonderful. I really liked watching her on television. She was great. Uh, Shane, less so.
0: (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> Natalie's a bit, uh, she's, I don't want to say high strung, because Shane is completely high strung, but Na- yeah, Natalie's very type A, which would, you know, clash with me personally, but in, in terms of if I, like, because I put myself in these guys' shoes, of when I'm like, could I date this person? And I think for me, deep to yes, I'm like, Natalie, probably not, not that she's like a terrible person or anything, because she's clearly not. I think she's really cool, and she's got a great job, and, but... The, the whole thing of her being like everything's got to be white and perfect all the time it was a little too she she had, she had big Monica energy big Monica from friends energy is 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 what I was saying and I'm like that's eh, a bit that's a bit much for old Matt Pierce but uh, she's 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 definitely a good person and when she said no I was like smart and then uh, <laughs> like, I definitely said smart because this man is unhinged and I don't know if he had been taught some sort of breathing technique or whatever technique to channel his anger, uh, because which he has a lot of, uh, because when she told him no and then they were fighting, he was just staring at the ground and pacing back and forth, and it, it's just like, if there was a wall, he would have punched it. And I'm glad he managed to keep within himself and not do that, but... Boy, he wanted to. It was man, this guy he had some, just some wild manic energy. What do you what do you make of Shane there, Jess?
1: Yeah, I think that they were not well matched in the real world. So no. I had my whole my whole tangent about the pod magic, the magic pods. Uh, and I think, you know, when people are actually put to the test and you see them in real life, uh, sometimes you just don't mesh. And those two definitely did not have the same vibe, the same energy. I think I remember texting Craig uh, when they got to, I think, Mexico. And I was like, yeah, I don't know how this is going to go. And I also just thought it was fascinating. The way that people are different With others so he was One way with Shayna which was very uh, (laughs) That was pure
0: evil That was pure evil what happened in that moment We witnessed like the dark side of the force In an actual human being in that moment That was Something else
1: Yeah like how he was with Shayna and Yeah it was was, Oh wait no you mean like when she went back in and was like
3: Yeah (laughs) Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, that oh. moment at the at that weird like get-together that they had.
1: Right. Yeah, that was very bizarre. Um yeah, I I just kind of mean like how he approached Natalie versus how he approached Shayna in his in his uh demeanor and how he was very on the nose with Shayna about like the physicality of things, the crop top, that, that all that discussion. <laughs> Whereas with Natalie, he felt like a totally different person in in a lot of ways, and in, in terms of how he presented himself, and so for me that was quite telling because I would hope the dude that I end up with eventually, whoever he may be, uh, he would be more consistent that he's not going to be uh, super. I don't know. I don't know what the right word is that's not offensive, like uh, rowdy frat guy like he was with Shayna versus more. Yeah mature the way he was with Natalie and so I don't know I I want a man that's going to be consistent and himself at all times not a mirror of who he's with which is I mean everybody you know acts a little bit differently when they're with different friends or whatever but to have such a vast swing in personality that was very concerning for me in terms of who he actually is you know so yeah Shane Probably means really well, but I think he has a lot of growing up to do, and I think Natalie's already there. She's pretty grown up, um, from my sense of things.
3: Yeah, he's
0: definitely not a bad guy, Shane. No, I, I don't, no. I don't want to put that out. He's, he's not a bad guy. Not like Shake. Like Shake is, is an actual bad guy. Who I think that, I think Craig is right that his ultimate goal was to get on this show and maybe go as far as he could to increase his Instagram followers or whatever. Whereas Shane, I think went into this. Honestly, trying to meet somebody and just kind of couldn't do it. But his best moment, I thought, was the way he handled the 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 moment when Shayna basically said, you know, she's fake and you're fake and this is all fake. And I and, and like and like when she yeah. basically admitted that she tried to break them up and whatnot. And he's like, hey, why did you do that? Why are you trying to mess this up? You know, and and that was his best moment. His worst moment, however, was at the plate at Wrigley Field, a <laughs> place where champions have stood, Craig. A place where champions have stood to take hacks. And and, and that man, uh, that was... I mean, here's the thing about... I think a man is his truest self when he's playing sports specifically pick up basketball pick up basketball is a good one if you're ever like that's a that's a place where you learn a lot about a, a a man if he's on a court in like at a YMCA or whatever and this man is throwing elbows and hacking people going for you know layups and basically committing flagrants that's who that person is in real life, right? Like when you're just trying to have a fun pickup game, a fun shoot around, and this guy's diving on the floor and elbowing people in the face and hand checking the ball. And it's like, what are you doing? Like just, and shade feels like that type of guy a little bit, but also he couldn't hit the baseball. Where were you in that moment? (laughs) Craig?
2: Uh, well, I will say this. I will start my, my, my speech this way. As someone who uh, is you know uh, a, a weekend softball player mm-hmm. uh, have I had have I had moments in my life where I have uh become a little bit upset with myself yeah or perhaps uh playing softball as well as I'd like yes, yes I have and I pride myself on that as a teammate is there's only one person that I'm ever going to get upset at or hold to yeah. very much of a standard softball teammate me <laughs> Not yeah, the rest and- of
0: you. And you also wouldn't. And let's say they put a camera in your face, and you had a post game interview after your thing. You certainly wouldn't all of a sudden start destroying your teammates, much like no. <laughs> Shane did in that moment. That was that was some. Oh, I would never that. that that was some some very large. Uh, 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 that was small loser dick energy? energy. That was small dick energy yeah. from... from I, 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 I was like, I was searching for a better way to say it, but it was, it was loser energy's better. Craig, you did better than me. That was some big-time loser energy, for sure. And proof, once again, that uh, literally anybody can do curls, you guys. Literally anybody can do curls. Because uh, the man is very much in shape, but uh, he has never played a sport in his life, because... It's not that hard to put a bat on a ball, especially when they're just lopping it in there. It's just, oh. You know, yeah. I'm
1: That's gonna a, jump in here and extrapolate a little bit on what Craig was saying about his own sporting endeavors, but I, hmm. I think Pierce, your, you know, your analogy does work, especially for Craig too, in that Craig, you're a passionate guy. Yeah. And whether it's whether whether it's playing a sport. Or, like, doing your job or whatever, like, you care a lot. <laughs> so you kind of take that with you in, in all venues of your life. So, I, like, you're never ill-intentioned, never, ever. But, like, you have a lot of emotion. And, like, so it makes sense mm-hmm. that you're passionate on the field. You're passionate in life in general. So I still think it, it does hold up very well for you.
0: Yeah, it's, it's no, absolutely fine to go ahead, Britt.
2: I'm just going I'm not someone who anyone ever has to wonder how they feel. My heart is uh, <laughs> yeah. for my sleep. Yeah, and and uh, like. But...
0: It's okay to care and wanna be good at the game and whatever you're doing and get upset when you don't do it. It's not okay to pick fights and clown other people when oh, yeah. you don't. That is that is that was something else. That that was a moment for, for Shade there. I could not believe he did that while he was like laid like while he was laid back on the bleachers of Wrigley Field, no less when it happened. Oh man. That was something else. Uh Craig, go ahead.
2: Oh, I was just going to say uh, I will that, that you know, that type of emotion and lack of control of emotions that Shane was showing uh, uh, probably good that he had control for some level of his emotions because when the Shane and Shana conversation was happening when she was just trying to kind of like tear down the relationship and tear down Natalie like that was like the, the biggest heel moment obviously for Shane in the entire show. It was evil, flat uh, out evil. I thought I did think that in that moment I kind of like respected the way Shane handled that, mm-hmm. uh, at least some of it from the perspective he was like, okay, oh, no, you know, Natalie, you know, I, Natalie's cool. I'm with Natalie, blah blah blah, as opposed to just like you know listening to Shane's bullshit. But I don't, I don't know what the two of you think about that.
1: I think no, was I, a bit of shock yeah. and awe, to be honest. Like I don't think he probably expected yeah. her to go all out like that. And so maybe he turtled a little bit and was like, I'm sticking to the party line. I like Natalie. I'm with her. This is the safest thing to say right now. And we're getting out of here,
2: (laughs) you
0: know? Yeah, I thought that was his finest moment, actually. I agree. I agree with you, Craig. Yeah, I thought that was his finest moment of the season.
2: Yeah, and he made the right choice if he's picking between Shane and Natalie, but probably for the best that he and Natalie didn't wind up married.
0: Yeah, for sure. Correct. And him and him and Shane had definitely slept together after the uh, after the they, they they did their best to kind of hide that, but they 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 definitely had a, a a dalliance for sure once this series was over and his relationship was over with Natalie. It was just, uh, yeah. I don't know. You could just tell. <laughs> you could really really tell in that reunion episode, but. Uh, I mean, I, I guess Natalie and Shane also she because uh, Natalie also said at the reunion special that her and Shane tried gave they gave it you know the old college try once again when they were no longer being filmed and it just. They came to the conclusion mm-hmm. that, you know, we're not two people should be together. And they 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 broke up uh, amicably. Uh,
1: you've got a guy that says, uh, like I'm paraphrasing here, that he hates you the night before <laughs> your wedding. That's a pretty big red flag. It's yeah. probably the biggest of them all.
2: <laughs> I I agree with what Jess just said uh, there. That fight that obviously was not on the show. And as far as we know, wasn't filmed. That must yeah. have been one hell of a thing. Yeah. Hell of a
0: thing for it to go that far. Cause he, he as crazy as he is, I don't, he doesn't seem like the type of guy that would just throw that phrase out just to try to hurt somebody. Like, I feel like he would actually mean it in the moment when he said it and stuff like that. And and it was just like, and and she was kind of like weirdly passive aggressive to him from time to time where he would constantly say to her like, Hey, I, I really need affirmation from you. This is very important to me. And she would, you know, be like, oh, you're a butthead, or whatever, and stuff like that. And I'm like, eh, that's not what he's talking about there. Uh, it was, that was something else. What did you make of the guys getting to go to Wrigley Field? Again, a, a place where champions of the game have played and get to shag flies and, and, and do batting practice, and the ladies got to go on like a, a cruise. Or or some sort of, like, party cruise in Chicago, which is cool. But I I just – maybe this is just coming from me, the sports guy, where I'm just like, man, they got to go on Wrigley Field. And these other girls just kind of got to drink wine on a – like, a pretty dope boat. But – and I don't know if that's, like, a big thing in Chicago. But I was just like – is it? uh, Boats
1: are, anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just – it seemed cool. I was just like – yeah. I I was just like, hmm.
1: comparable in terms of – Yeah,
3: for sure.
0: Like
1: they they could have rented out Shedd Aquarium for them and thrown a a grand like a a grand affair there or something like that. Or gone up to, uh, you know, uh, Willis Tower or, or, you know, done something cool there for them. So I get that point. Yeah, they were a little bit windswept out on the boat, which is a hazard. I've done a tour like that in November and it was very chilly. Uh, but yeah, so they at least had better weather, but, uh, yeah, it did seem a little bit perhaps uneven in terms of the level of, uh, uh luxury, <laughs> but you know, I, I don't know. At the same time, the boys, it was, it, it didn't exactly scream rowdy bachelor party to me, quite honestly either. So, you
3: know, true. yeah,
0: should have rented out the, uh, the ballroom from the one scene in the fugitive at the end of the movie, Craig, since they were in Chicago, that's
2: yeah. Uh yeah, that we parked been a dope in a move. spot where they shot huge when when yeah. I was in Chicago we parked uh, in a building where they shot the fugitive uh uh right near where the parade was the St. Patrick's Day parade but mm-hmm. uh, yeah I definitely want to go to that ball uh, go to that ballroom just yeah. to say you switched the samples didn't you?
0: <laughs> yeah, switched the samples. Oh. Uh, so Was this And show? then would have
2: done a hard target search of everything yeah. Fox has and House and House.
0: <laughs> the six mile radius uh was this show hurt a little bit i thought it was i thought it was i'm gonna go on the record and say yes did you guys feel like this show was hurt a little bit in the second season taking it out of atlanta and moving it to chicago
2: no i liked it
0: did yeah. you I, I i thought atlanta had a better and had a better vibe i don't know maybe it was probably just easier to shoot there post covid the restrictions were, pro- were probably a lot easier or whatever and that's why they did it or maybe they just wanted that chicago scene for for this season i'm curious as to why they did that quite frankly
2: i just i just think that they were switching it up for the sake of switching it up you notice that the hometown of every single person who was on the show was chicago so if they were going to do a situation where they weren't having a lot of people fly in and they wanted to sort of have a more localized production i.e not flying crews out to meet the parents and all that stuff um, Chicago made as much sense as any other city as far as getting a, a significant enough cast in order to do this. Because and when you look at season one, you had there was quite a bit from Georgia as far as the numbers, but there were people from you know other countries. Uh, Giannina, for an example, I wonder what's up with Giannina these days. By the way, uh, oh she's but, she uh, did you do you know what's up? Was that sarcasm? No, I really have no idea what's up. With Giannina.
0: She's dating Blake Horstman from the uh, from the Bachelor. What? Yeah, like yeah, su- and super super oh. sexy Blake from who who recently was dating uh like oh god what's that model's name whose name is currently escaping me but like yeah I don't know I don't want to say the mighty have fallen but uh, it's it's uh, yeah because he he was dating but you, like,
2: you know I loved Indiana she was great
0: oh she was great television and had an all time moment when she ran away after that guy said <laughs> no in her wedding dress that was that was.
3: And then she something fell. else
0: oh poor girl when she fell Aww. although fun to watch uh but yeah I'm, I'm looking at it you're right Craig literally everybody who was on this show is from Chicago
2: who, who was on this yeah, season so that was Chicago. A decision from yeah. the perspective of, hey, I want to like, send out you know flights and plane tickets and all that stuff, and we've got a good shooting location in Chicago where we can build the pod, so let's just do it there.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely it. So, I, yeah, I would imagine COVID brought, um, was the one only had... Yeah, that would have had a, a very large chunk to do with it. So I'm curious if they'll go uh, back to Chicago for season three or
2: try you somewhere else. LA. Well, no, you know what? I wouldn't want to do LA for a show like this because no. there'd be a lot of people like you're trying to screen out people who are trying to become famous by getting on a show like this. You don't want to do it in Los Angeles. So yeah,
0: because we'll yeah, that. that's a real fork in the road moment. Like with the shake thing that you brought up earlier, they Love Is Blind's got a real fork in the road moment here for season three, where it's like, what do they want to be? Do they want to be the show where it's like we're actually trying to prove that love is blind while still being entertaining, or do we just want to go right into being like The Bachelor, where we just fully bring in the uh, uh, the, the the people who are just out there for Instagram clout. Um, Which brings me to the person I forgot to bring up. I believe her name was Trisha or something in this season. Who she did not make it out of the pods, but she was the girl who was uh, bragging about her like thirty thousand Instagram followers or whatever that she had. Uh, She was funny TV. I'm a little upset that she she didn't go as far as 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 she could have. But uh, the The producer should have sent something there.
1: Um, Sorry, Craig.
2: I, yeah, no. I was just gonna say the producer should have sent someone there to marry her so she got more TV time. Jess, what was your Trisha take? My <laughs>
1: yeah. take was I'm glad things happened the way they did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Time. Yeah.
1: Bye. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, which way do you which way do you want to see this go, Jess? Do you want to see like more Instagramy type people? Because I agree with Craig, they shouldn't go to LA. But like, is there somewhere oh, in the yeah. mid in the Midwest that they could check out? Like that that would be. Uh... Like, like, could they go to Portland for this? Which I, oh, I think would be cool. Yeah, which, which would be I, I all don't right, want I think.
1: To go Nashville's West a great, for... cra-
0: great job. Great pick, Craig.
1: Yeah, I don't want to see it devolve into, like, the Instagram influencer type thing. I would rather not see that. Um, but here's here's an idea. If they are concerned about it turning into that, and I don't know how well this would work, but you could pull a little bit of inspiration from Too Hot to Handle and lie to people
3: about <laughs> yeah.
1: what the show is called. <laughs> Give them like general premise. And then see what happens. Because if people know what it is when they're signing up and you have folks who are, you know, looking for the publicity, well, you can pull a bit of a fast one on them and, you know, tell them after they're already signed up and say, listen, this is the deal. Do you want to stay or do you want to go? But, uh, yeah, I, I hope that it stays, like, mostly genuine, as genuine as this type of a reality show can be, uh, just because I, I think that it's more approachable, more accessible, and, and people always kind of wonder, you know, what would I do in that situation? So, I, I think, I hope that it stays genuine. I hope that it stays, like, just everyday folks who really want to do this experiment and see what happens.
0: Yeah. Um God, you, you blew my mind with that Nashville pick, there, Craig. I was like, oh, that's that's absolutely where they should take it. Um, if the, if their plan is to just keep it in one location, have the people. Na- Nashville's absolutely the the place to go. Seattle would be another good one.
2: Uh, Confession.
1: When you said Nashville, I thought you said Nashua. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like Holly from The Office? Yeah, yeah get yeah. Holly Flax on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michael Scott. There's
0: wherever it is. All right. Uh, is there anything you guys want to say about this before we get out of here?
2: I have just to address what Jess just said. The fact yeah. that the cities of Nashua and Stamford and uh, Scranton <laughs> obviously are just forever associated with having a Dunder Mifflin branch is pretty funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've got no more love with blind takes. I thought that season two was really fun. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a good season of TV, And uh, I hope they uh, they do a third one that's just as fun. But again, let's try to not do things exactly the way we've done them for seasons one and two. Well, let's switch it up a little bit. I think they did a good job with season two.
0: Do the two couples that make it out of this last uh, water gun to your head, Jess?
1: Oh, Do yeah. I have to say if both of them will? Or can I do like a 50-50 split?
0: Uh yeah, well the only two that made it were Ayana and Jarrett and Daniel and Nick. What what do you th- yeah. do you think that the all that both those couples last?
1: I think that oh this is tough because I would ideally like both of them to last, but mm. if I had to pick, I would say Jarrett and Ayana maybe have more staying power just because they seem a little bit more um, even keel. And less fighting that we saw anyway. Uh, and Danielle and Nick, eh, we'll see how time goes on for them. I hope for them that they do continue to stick together. But I did have one last hot take for mm-hmm. uh, Let's Blind. I got to oh. know, who is their supplier for their glasses? All of this. this. Uh,
0: <laughs> the gold glasses? Fashion. Yeah
1: yeah where are they from because i feel like we as fans need to get some and that's my last question related to
0: it all <laughs> well i noticed in the ultimatum uh one they had silver so yeah. <laughs> i i don't know if they're uh, subconsciously ranking <laughs> their two reality tv shows <laughs> but they had they had silver the, the exact same set of of uh glassware but just silver instead of gold for 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 the ultimatum show that was weird yeah this
2: anything yeah.
3: that's
0: yeah you should be able to google that one i think it's crazy that laura uh, the, the two couples that made it out of uh season one are still together lauren and cameron and amber and barnett they're all they're all still together and through a pandemic no less so i think those i if if those ones survived at, out of a pandemic so close to uh to you know them marrying they're they're probably in it for the long haul i would say so i don't i don't see those uh I don't see those couples breaking up. I I completely agree with you. I, I I would if I had to pick, I would say Danielle and Nick probably don't yeah. last, but uh, I'll root, I'll root for them. Uh, Craig, any final things to say on Love Is Blind?
2: No, I feel the same way about uh, those couples that you guys do. So, all right, we're good. Yeah, uh, Jess, anything else?
1: Nah, I think that's it. Just if you if anybody knows of where those glasses are from, DM me. Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let, let her know.
1: At mention.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that is it for this week. Crossover Podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossover podcast, and iTunes. Please rate and subscribe, five stars only. Uh, we're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, and pretty much any podcatcher that you can uh, download podcasts on. Uh, and as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. Uh, this will be one of two podcasts this week. Because later on, either Wednesday or Thursday, I will have some of the other guys on to discuss Matt Reeves' The Batman that uh, dropped last week. Have you been to see this yet, Craig?
2: I have not seen The Batman yet, but uh, I hear good things.
0: Holy guac. What about you, Jess? Have you seen The Batman, or do you have any interest in The Batman? Uh,
1: first of all, yes, much interest in The Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, second of all, have not seen it yet, but I do look forward to watching this sequel to Twilight.
0: <laughs> yeah it's a twilight sequel with Battison as they're with Batson as they are, as they are calling him yep yeah. uh yeah i am a batman fanboy and i'll just say that i enjoyed it so uh you, you'll get no more from me <laughs> other than you'll have to wait to see what else i think I to hear about it from the batman um Jess, I would imagine I'm going to have you back on because if this ultimatum thing hits, uh, you're going to be yeah. right back here on this podcast <laughs> to discuss this hey, with Craig.
1: If you are if you interested in having me back on, yeah. I'll be here. Don't worry about it, brother.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and uh, Craig, you're going to probably be back on next week because I imagine we'll talk about the NHL trade deadline that's uh, coming next Monday. So, yeah. you, yeah, you don't we'll... want my
3: thoughts on that?
0: Come on, yeah, you're man. <laughs> welcome to you're welcome to join if you want. You can get some of those get some of those Josh Manson hot takes from you. <laughs> like, oh, tons of them. Tons of yeah. <laughs> All right.
2: Sorry. Uh, an, un, uh, an unequal time of orgy of transactions from a sports perspective because the NFL is having their free agent kickoff and the NHL is oh. having trade deadline. That's not unusual. But baseball having this crazy uh, transaction season at this time of year is incredibly unusual. So it's just been a lot. there has been a lot going on.
0: Yeah, we, for sure.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Aaron Aaron Rodgers having you know the attention on him for about three seconds that had to be that's got to be killing him on the inside. He might he's probably going to retire just to get the focus back on him. But uh, that's something we can that that's something we can discuss next week. Uh, that is it for this week. Take care, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the crossover podcast. Uh, take care of yourself, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.